Welcome to the Real Live Faith Podcast. I'm Shelby. And I'm Janice. Life is a parable. All of creation points to God the Creator. We're going to be talking about how we see this in action in our everyday lives and how we use our good days and our mess-ups to grow in our relationship with the Lord. We don't know in what season of life you find yourself currently, but let this be a season of new life and growth. Join us as we talk about having real faith in real life. Do you have a favorite skillet or pan you prefer to use when you cook for Thanksgiving? As I have grown older, I've developed a love for cast iron. When I first got married, I thought cast iron was for old people. Don't laugh and don't judge me. I was naive and young and probably lazier than I would like to admit when it came to cooking. But as I began to use a cast iron skillet, it actually became my preferred dish to cook things in. I learned some things about cast iron skillets, some of which came from making mistakes and some from other women who shared their wisdom. Most importantly though, I learned they need to be seasoned and you don't clean them with soap or harsh chemicals. Goodness, is there not a sermon in that? So many things we have and use each day can teach us about the Lord and his ways. When you season a cast iron skillet, you first have to spread a thin layer of melted shortening or vegetable oil over the dry skillet and bake it in the oven at a high heat for about an hour. The oil provides a protective layer to the cooking surface and prevents rust, flaking, dull, and dry patches from forming. The Bible mentions a similar concept with oil when describing anointing. The anointing of individuals or things was to set them apart, making them holy and dedicated to the Lord and his service. The anointing with oil was an outward sign of an inward decision of obedience. Exodus 40 verse 9 tells us, Then you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it, and shall consecrate it in all its furnishings, and it shall be holy. You know, as believers, we are kind of like that cast iron skillet. We've been anointed by the Holy Spirit. We've been set apart and made holy by the indwelling Holy Spirit upon salvation. 1 John 2.20 tells us, And you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. Because of this anointing by the Holy Spirit given to all believers, we have the resources for knowing God's truth. And just like the oil in the iron skillet adds a protective layer to prevent rust and other bad things from forming, the Holy Spirit anointing inside of us gives us an added layer of protection from the lies of the enemy and the sin that so easily entangles us. The next step in the seasoning process of the skillet after applying a layer of oil is to place it in the oven at a high heat. So after receiving salvation, people are often told their life will be peace and joy with the Lord forever. But one important thing is left out. We will endure the heat. We will endure fiery trials in our life. That is so true. In fact, John 16:33 tells us, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage. I have overcome the world. So based on that verse, we can expect to have tribulation. We will be put through the heat of life. Also, like you mentioned, receiving salvation does not exclude trials in your life. Everybody will still experience sickness at one point or another, the death of a loved one, and other effects of living in a sin-sick world. And each time we are put through the fire, like the skillet placed in the oven, we are forming a protective layer after layer after layer over our faith. We begin our life with God in faith. Second Peter 1.1 1, 1 says that. 
But faith progresses into virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Love being the capstone of all of God's work inside of us. These are like those protective layers being formed over the cooking surface of a cast iron skillet, each layer building on top of the layer beneath it. And just as a well-seasoned skillet will have a dark semi-gloss finish, we too should be smoother on the surface as we allow the Lord to work in and through us. That's a great analogy, and it reminds me that in order for us to be seasoned like the skillet, we must go through the process of applying the oil and going through the heat. And these are the seasons over a lifetime. It takes time for the Lord to complete his work in us and make us who he wants us to be. So these seasonings are necessary and beneficial to us in our walk with the Lord. So we need to trust his process. Once we have been anointed by the Holy Spirit and put through the heat which completes the seasoning process, we don't just sit on the sidelines and wait for life to go by. Just like you don't take your seasoned cast iron skillet and put it in the cabinet or place it on a shelf and forget about it, you use it, you cook in it, you work with it. And as you already know, with cooking comes cleaning. It's highly advised not to use soap or harsh chemicals when cleaning cast iron skillets because it removes the work that was completed through the seasoning process. Over time, the soap removes those protective layers that were put down during the seasoning. Instead, cast iron is to be cleaned with salt and warm water. And that reminds me that throughout our life as believers, we are going to get dirty from the work that we do for the Lord. I don't think I need to tell you, but life gets messy, right? And we need to clean up just like that skillet. But we don't clean ourselves with worldly things like self-help books or seeking counsel from lost people. We need to be cleaned with salt, which is God's truth. And we need to be rinsed with water, the living water, Jesus Christ. We need something abrasive to get that junk out. And God's word provides that conviction and correction that we need to confront the messy sin in our life. We also need to be rinsed clean from sin and repentance is key. Confession and repentance should actually be a daily thing, just like you clean that skillet after every use. We should be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when he is trying to call our attention to the dirt in our heart that needs to be cleaned up. We are cleansed with the washing of water by the word, as Ephesians 5.26 tells us. If the cleaning process is ignored, signs of neglect will be noticeable. When we don't spend time in God's word, our spiritual growth is stunted. And like a cast iron skillet, we become susceptible to rust, flaking, and dry patches. We start to compromise with sin and allow ungodly counsel to influence our choices. We grow cold in our faith and are at risk for falling away from the Lord. Where are you in your spiritual journey with the Lord? Have you received his anointing by the Holy Spirit upon salvation? Are you going through the heat? Are you in need of a deep cleaning? I love that. And I love these analogies of how you can find things in everyday life and have them point us back to the Lord. You know, Thanksgiving is one of our family's favorite times of year. And I don't know whether it's the family traditions of Thanksgiving, the great big menu we plan, all the family that visits, or the food. Okay, let's be honest. It's the food. Who does not look forward to all that comfort food, right? And let's not forget the dessert. But I think Thanksgiving often looks different in adulthood than it did as a child. One thing has stayed the same, though, and I think that's the many memories with grandparents and extended family. Just seeing the table decorated with my grandma's special dishes and getting to use cloth napkins and see all of her turkey decorations. 
that really sticks out in my memories of Thanksgiving's past. Thanksgiving had such a positive impact on my life that I always wished it was something our family could do every week. Sharing a meal and gathering with friends and family was just the most fun and anticipating part of the holiday, but I never really gave much thought to the giving of thanks and praises to God. And as believers, we shouldn't need a holiday to remind us to give thanks to God and praise Him for who He is and what He has done on our behalf. Giving thanks to Him should really be second nature, something we do with each breath we take. Billy Graham once wrote, Thanksgiving for the believer should not be a once a year celebration, but a daily reality that changes our lives and makes us a joyful people in every situation. Giving thanks to God for all his blessings should be one of the most distinctive marks of the believer in Jesus Christ. We must not allow a spirit of ingratitude to harden our hearts and chill our relationship with God and with others. Nothing turns us into bitter, selfish, dissatisfied people more quickly than an ungrateful heart. And nothing will do more to restore contentment and the joy of our salvation than a true spirit of thankfulness. The Bible is full of verses with people giving thanks to God and reminding us to give praise to his name. From Genesis to Revelation, we can't dissociate God's name from thanksgiving because each one of his attributes generates in us a praise for him. Our minds dwell on his goodness, our hearts are glad with his joy, and our mouths can't help but shout his praises. Every time we worship him, we are giving him thanks. Something I learned that I just love is that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. When we praise despite our circumstances, we are a witness to the heavenlies and the invisible realm. We testify of Jesus and his victory over sin whenever we praise him, even through our storms. We declare his truth is greater than our feelings whenever we praise him through the trials and afflictions of life. And what a testimony! And what a witness to the lost world when they see us respond to our God in praise and worship rather than despair. They will begin to ask for the reason of our hope, and they will certainly be drawn to the Savior. I'm reminded of the song we sing at church sometimes called Raise a Hallelujah. And the reason we can sing and praise and worship is because death is defeated and our King is alive. It's exactly what we should do when we become frustrated. Come to God with thanks and seek his peace. When we come to him first with thanks, it changes our direction and our focus, and it helps us begin with an attitude of gratitude and not discord. We follow it up by seeking his peace. You know, frustration causes a division in our spirit. When we're frustrated, we are lacking peace and we can't experience or exhibit joy. So we need to seek his peace and ask him to take away our frustrations and not worry about things we cannot control. His peace settles our spirit and helps us put our feelings in submission to his truth. And I'm just reminded that whenever we're tempted to worry or become frustrated, we have an immediate invitation to pray. So next time we get frustrated, we need to heed the invitation and speak to our Heavenly Father. Psalm 95 verses 1 through 3 says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. When I am down and weak, I remind myself that God is faithful. Sometimes we get so focused outwardly that it overwhelms us and we forget to focus upward. 
In those times, we need to ask the Lord to direct our hearts and our eyes and our minds to him. First Chronicles 16 verses 23 through 26 tell us, Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. What an honor and privilege to offer our praise to our Savior and God. We should be grateful for his word, and our praise should be spontaneous from our heart as we think of his goodness and his mercy that we have received daily and which endures forever. We should praise and give thanks to the Lord for all of his blessings and for all his benefits that he's given to us. We have so much to be thankful for, so much to praise the Lord for, especially our Heavenly Father for sending his only Son, that through him we might have life and that more abundantly. So thankful Christ is our shepherd and so honored and humbled that we get to serve him. Yes, I especially thank him for salvation. And 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The Bible tells us that we are separated from God because we have sinned. But God loves us. He loves you and me. And he wants us to be a part of his family forever. He loves us so much that he sent his only son into the world to die as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. All we need to do is reach out in faith and accept Christ as our Savior and Lord. So this week of Thanksgiving, as we've celebrated, and maybe you're still gathering with family and friends today and tomorrow or maybe over the weekend, make a joyful noise. Serve the Lord. Come before his presence. Why? Because the Lord, he is God. That's what Psalm 100 verse 3 says. Because he is God, he is worthy of our praise. Because he is God, he is deserving of our service to him. So let's praise the Lord for his goodness, for his mercy, and for his truth. I don't know about you, but I'm worshiping him today as I play worship music and fill my heart with a song of praise toward the Lord. I'm praying that God will stir the flame of the Holy Spirit as you lift your heart and mind to Jesus and that you thank him continually for all he's done, all he is doing, and all he will do. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Have you opened your heart to Jesus? If not, turn to him with a simple prayer of repentance and faith and thank him for what he has done for you. And if you don't know Christ, how long has it been since you thanked God for your salvation? We should not let a day go by without thanking God for his mercy and his grace to us in Jesus Christ. If you have not placed your faith in Christ, why wait? Seek him and call on his name for salvation. Confess that you are a sinner and repent of your sin. Surrender to Jesus today and place your trust in Him as Savior and Lord of your life. Thanks for listening to the Real Life Faith Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share us with others so they too can learn about living out real faith in real life. You can check out our blog and shop at reallifefaith.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Gab Social. Don't forget to sign up for our emails to receive exclusive subscriber content. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.